We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. KC Laboratory, sponsored by Emprise Bank. It's a live KC Laboratory Halloween edition presented by Emprise Bank. When was the last time you went into a bank or a galaxy far, far away? Now more than ever, who you're doing business with is more important than where you're, you're located. Emprise Bank is a trusted partner that can serve anyone anywhere across any galaxy many chlorians are not emprise bank member fdic uh i am joined by two mere mortals first find on twitter at maddie underscore kcsn matthew lane do you like the halloween digs i think it is fantastic you are doing a great job on halloween with this um i hope you keep up the voice the entire show i think if you don't then you shouldn't have even started this craig what, what do you <laughs> what I think Disney's about to sue somebody. Uh, oh. This is the last episode of the KC Laboratory, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Kent. We did not know Kent was going to do that. Like when when the ad when the intro dropped, Kent. For those of you listening to the audio right now, had a lightsaber with the lights off, and he was wearing a robe. He was dressed <laughs> up as a Jedi. Like that 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 surprised the hell out of me. So well done, Kent. <laughs> I got a, like an authentic response from you guys. <laughs> um, I just I got... didn't have my screen up. I didn't have my screen up. So we started and it was a little silent and nothing was happening. So I had to flip back over to make sure everything was going all right. And I popped the screen back over and you, all of a sudden you're in the dark with a robe and you got a glowing stick and, you know, just trying to track things down real quick. So I literally just got back from trick-or-treating. I was out trick-or-treating with the kid. We There is a neighborhood here in the <laughs> Johnson County area in which I live that 
gives full-size candy bars they have haunted houses it's insane and so i just got back i was wearing that throughout i got in a lightsaber fight with uh, a kid in a like he had a he had a red saber and it was like full we had a full-on battle in the middle of the neighborhood it was incredible i lost oh well <laughs> much like much like i know you guys are so surprised um the trade deadline is like 20 hours away guys so i feel like we need to talk a little bit about that how about that maddie i think i think that's the only logical thing to do at this point in time i mean we're four 4 p.m eastern tomorrow is when the trade deadline is officially over um oh actually we didn't talk about this and maybe we did and i wasn't paying attention pre-show we got to talk about andy reed's comments right like i think that's yep. probably where we should even kick off I, you guys may have already mentioned this and maybe i'm not surprising anyone but um i mean i think that's probably the best place to start was andy reed getting up on the podium and you know, he's not giving away anything. And this could very well just be Andy Reed, just straight up speaking. But the gist of it was, you know, he kind of said everything comes down to the 24th hour. So AKA very last second before the deadline, but he specifically mentioned, you know, we might move on from somebody. We might bring somebody in. He left both ways open. Either door is open for the chiefs to be a seller or a buyer. But the fact that he specifically mentioned both, I thought was at least worth looking at. Yeah, uh, here's the direct quote. This is from uh, KCSN's own and Chiefs Wire's own Charles Goldman, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on the upcoming tr NFL trade deadline. There's a good chance that somebody gets traded or that we pick somebody else up. Everything seems to happen in the 24th hour. Andy typically in the past has just kind of shook that off to Brett. You know, he, he just, same thing that he did with Kadarius Tony when talking about he, Tony's impact and how he's going to contribute to the offense this year. And he kind of tried to temper some expectations, mostly because they haven't practiced yet since Kadarius Tony's there. So he had no idea how he's going to look or anything, but he made sure to defer to Brett Veach on that move as much as possible. No, this is Brett. Brett's, you know, Brett's the one that's always looking for talent. It's my job to put them in the best chance to succeed. It's my job to find their strengths, weaknesses, you know, improve on everything. And he typically doesn't come out and just say words like, yeah, I mean, the trade deadline's tomorrow. Good chance that something happens. You know, they, like that screams to me that a move will be made. Now, it could be something minor. Uh, Ronald Jones has asked for his release on Twitter. Like he he's asked for his release. That could be the full extent of the moves. Or it could be something significant. So going into the trade deadline, this is actually one of the few where we're actually paying a really close attention because this franchise doesn't typically make big blockbuster trades at the trade deadline. I got my ears perked a little bit just because of Andy Reid's comments today. Well, and like they a week ago they had 13 project our projected picks. You know, like they've already moved two for Kadarius Tony, the third and the fifth round pick. They've still got a lot of, of draft capital to play with uh, a lot of pick volume to play with. So Ronald Jones, but like Ronald Jones seems like the obvious option on the way out. Like anything beyond that, I think would be a little bit surprising one, a market for some of these guys or two, the chiefs willing to move on from some of these guys. Ro Rojo's feels like the obvious, like in-house, Hey, let's move on from this guy kind of option. But like I, we talked about it and we, we were cheeky and we've had our jokes about like the pass rush. Like I made the joke, like, I'm curious to see how Kadarius Tony affects the pass rush. Um, but like, I mean, I think that's one of the things, like if we're looking at the top priority position for the chiefs in the trade deadline, it's still edge rusher, right, Maddie? 
I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's really another position that would make much sense at all, right? Like, if the Chiefs are going to go out and make a move and you want to say that they find somebody that they like for a seventh round pick, they just want to make that deal because they have like four of them or whatever, that's fine. But in terms of just somebody that might actually find a role on the, even just a small role, but a role on this roster this year, like, yeah, it only makes sense if it's a defensive end, maybe a defensive tackle, but somebody playing along the defensive line. That's like the one area where the rotation seems a little bit more up in the air. So if the teams are, or the team is to bring in another player, like I would anticipate it would be along the defensive line. I mean, is there anywhere else that you could see them making another move, Craig? No, no. And honestly, I think it's, I think it's defensive tackle. We'll throw that in the mix right now, especially with the Tershawn Wharton injury. Turk was playing a lot. He he really was playing quite a bit in the rotation here. You know, we've seen some of the nose tackles, not really, you know, working out Colin Saunders is having a good year but he's one guy and he's a rotational guy under Spags right now so if they were able to land an interior guy and I think I think us having this conversation needs to be framed with this in mind I don't think that this is a this year move any of the moves that they would make I don't think any of them would be a this year move if it's a significant one like Maddie said you you trading a seventh for a guy that you're looking at and going man the value is there we should just try and maximize that that's fine. But if you're trading one of the more premium picks, second round, you know, even even a fourth or something like that, I think you're looking at a guy that they view as somebody to play in the future. Like if it's a defensive tackle, Deron Payne, a guy that you're willing to pay, you're willing to go forward with. He's a younger player that can play along the defensive line and build on these defensive ends that we've talked about. Younger players along the defensive line. This is not a... We're trading a first to go all in in this year, or first or second or whatever, to go all in just for this year. I think any of the moves that we're talking about at this point are all very future-facing moves. Now, they definitely help this year, don't get me wrong, but definitely a future-facing move for one of those types of guys. And we'll get into some of these names here in a little bit. We'll look at some of the trades that have been um, <laughs> happening uh, you know, uh, already, already to this point. Uh, but speaking of trade, going to a coffee shop is a great experience, but it's not something most of us can do every day. If you're looking for that delicious local coffee shop taste on a daily basis, it's so much easier to get it with Trade Coffee. Trade partners with the nation's top-rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you'll love, fresh to your home and your preferred schedule. And you get to support small local businesses. A win-win. So... Whether you're just getting started or a coffee aficionado like Craig Stout looking to discover something new, Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send a, you a new one for free. Upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's drinktrade.com. <clears throat> slash KCSN for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. <clears throat> Sorry. I know I, I still got the cough guys. Uh, speaking of coffee, <laughs> I, I made that joke again last week. Um, anyways, let's look at some of the moves that have happened or potentially happening. Some of the buzz surrounding Roquan. Before we get, Oh, go, oh, no, oh, go oh, Matthew. You all, no, all I was you. just going to say, I was just going to say, before we get away from Andy Reid's comments, I was just going to ask if there was any other players on the chiefs that you thought could possibly be, referenced as maybe being a guy that is traded away. I just, you know, briefly run through them. I think we're all thinking the same names. Like we'll just 
McCole Hardman, after bringing yeah. in Kadarius Tony, you draft you draft Sky Moore, you bring in a bunch of new wide receivers, you bring in Kadarius Tony, who fills a similar role. Now we've all said we think he's a little bit more of a future move, but still you have to kind of play that in. You look at they just brought in Daz Newsom to add to uh, Smith Marset on the practice squad. None of these guys make a big deal; they're just practice squad receivers. But you're still adding a bunch of slot receiver, athletic, get the ball in their hands type of guys. So it's just he's a name that I think makes sense as being a possibility to be on the way out. Not likely, just he would be the only other name I could come up with that they would even move on from than Ronald Jones, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and again, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier or a little bit last week. Uh, the Chiefs are still mentioned in the talks. Nate Taylor saying, you know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is still very much on the Chiefs list, even with this Kadarius Tony move, that's a lot of bodies. And if there's that many bodies and you're moving that many guys, maybe you do sell as high as you can on McCall Hardman. That being said, McCall Hardman still has a very defined role in this offense that will contribute and can contribute. I mean, 21 questions this past week, Christian pointed out, I was like, man, that's that's a January guy. Like that's a guy that you design a game plan around to try and maximize in a playoff or something like that. And there's still room for him on this roster for certain, but you got to see, you know, if somebody's offering a good pick from McCall Hardman and you've got these other options, sure. Maybe you listen, maybe you take something like that. McCall's not, McCall jumps to mind, but it's only because of the other additions. It's not necessarily because you're looking at it going, man, we need to ship this guy out. You're looking at it more from the perspective of he may not be with this team next year. And there's a couple other guys that maybe can do 90 ish percent, 85% of what he can do. So just take the value where you can and build for the future there. I, I, but I, I'm not sure that I see McCole getting moved. I'm really, I'm really unsure about him. I, I think that I think that they like what he can bring horizontally to this offense enough to where they can fairly securely stay put with him. Yeah, the Odell Beckham piece in association with Kadarius Tony is an interesting it's, thought, though. Yeah. It's just it's an interesting thought to think about because yeah, that's it's a pretty full room if you ask me. Um okay. So any Maddie, you didn't have anything else? Any anybody else though, Maddie? I can't think of anything no. else either. No, I don't think so. I, I couldn't see the Chiefs trading away any offensive line depth. They don't have any defensive line depth. Their linebacker room, no. I mean, maybe if somebody came banging on the door for a Darius Harris because they liked what they saw, but I think the Chiefs also like him. So like it would have to be a crazy offer and like I don't know what else you could get. The only I think other you, you did throw you threw out you threw out Noah Gray earlier today. Oh yeah, in the chat, yeah, Noah Gray with Blake Bell coming back. If there was another team that loved Noah Gray coming through the draft, and they just have been keeping tabs and reached out to the Chiefs, like, hey, what's Noah Gray looking like? My assumption, my only thought process was Blake Bell comes back. So far, Noah Gray's just kind of been a blocking tight end for the Chiefs. That's what they've used him for. So if you're getting back the superior blocker you might not have as much of a role for Noah Gray. I think him and Blake Bell do some different stuff, but we haven't seen Noah Gray's route running or athleticism in space really put to the test in a way that Blake Bell couldn't mimic you know, 90% of it because that's just not how they use him. Jody Fortson clearly has a more uh, prolific role directly as a receiver. So it's just, he's a guy that they might not need. It's just, he would be my only other outside the box name, I think, him or Darius Harris. No, I, I think, I mean, it's not a big list. You know, I don't think the Chiefs are yeah. trying to move on from pieces too much. Especially, if, you know, like Noah Gray's a day three asset. You know, like you're getting a day three asset at best for someone like him. So, like, 
I don't know. Keep keep inventory of your quality players as you try to make it through. I mean, the Chiefs aren't halfway through their season yet. The Chiefs mm-hmm. have only played seven games. Like people forget that they still this got bye ten... week is a terrible time. I know they still got ten all kinds to... off. They got ten weeks to go, man. Uh, it's normally not this early. Um, but the trade deadline is here. Uh, there's less than 24 hours for the trade deadline. Uh, a move has already been made. Ryan Poles uh, makes another trade. Uh, Roquan Smith Smith to the Baltimore Ravens for a second and fifth round pick. Saw someone just ask when the dead deadline is 4 p.m. Central time, I believe. Or is it 3 p.m. Central time? I believe it's 3 Central. 3 Central 40. time. So, yeah, we're we're 17 hours or something like that. I don't know, 19 hours away from 19 hours away as we're recording this from the trade deadline. There's probably going to be some news by the time some of y'all are hearing this tomorrow morning. But um, Roquan Smith already already has been moved. Ryan Poles gets a second and a fifth round pick from the Baltimore Ravens uh, for linebacker Roquan Smith. What do you think about that, Maddie? You know, um, it's an off-ball linebacker that they're trading a second and a fifth round pick for. The Ravens, look, they drafted Patrick Queen in the first round a couple years ago, and they followed that up with also drafting Malik Harrison in that same draft. Um, they have no shortage of inside linebackers, and now they go and trade for another one. And tell you what, they are set up really well in the AFC where they play Josh Allen, J- Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes to stop the Tennessee Titans rushing attack. Like, that's what they've done. They have made sure that if they come up against the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs, they are set to stuff that run game. So they they accomplished that. Stop making me laugh. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, it's I mean, He's a good player. He's a very good linebacker. He's he not is. Fred Warner in coverage, so therefore it doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. Him in coverage doesn't matter. He can, doesn't matter. There's one linebacker, maybe like a half of a Matt Milano, that matter in coverage for a linebacker. And even Milano, it's just he's athletic. It's not even that he changes the scheme. He changes the rules. Nope, he's just athletic. Rokon Smith is that kind of. But they're not Fred Warner, who's the only guy that like matters in terms of a linebacker playing defense. They spent a second and a fifth on him to essentially stop the run. Okay, you play in the AFC. Like, what what are we doing here? I mean, I I look at that. I like Roquan Smith. I like him a lot. That that's pretty steep for a guy that you are going to pay. I mean, you, you're giving up those assets. You want to pay that guy. You at least want to keep him under contract. You know, for at least another year. You're not. That's not a half year move right there so if that's the case you got to look back at this previous offseason when he was wanting to be the highest paid linebacker in the league higher than fred warner he wants in the 20 million dollar range for a contract that is a lot of money for a linebacker especially one that frankly is a is a step down from a guy like Fred Warner. So he he's going to be able to step in. He's going to be able to be the mic for that defense. He's going to make them better. Don't unquestionably going to make them better. Standing next to Patrick Queen, you know, he's going to make things a little bit easier for Queen, but it's going to be tough watching that whole thing go down because the Ravens do have some cap space next year, but they got a lot of bodies they got to pay. I mean, they got Marcus Peters that are that's out of contract. They got Kyle Fuller that's out of contract. They got to do something about their corner room. So they got to they got to at least invest in that somewhere somehow. And oh yeah, a guy that has won the MVP and is playing quarterback at a pretty high level needs to be paid. They they can't hit the reset button on that quarterback room. So they they've got to pay him, and that's going to cost 
a lot of money again. So they're basically looking at this and saying, okay, well, we're going to chew up a lot of our cap space, a lot of our assets moving forward on a couple of guys here, Lamar Jackson, Roquan Smith. We're building around those two guys. Problem is you just gave up some assets, some good ones that you're going to need to try and recoup and try and sit back and try and build around that with draft picks. And frankly, they haven't drafted as well as maybe they were when they were really hitting it out of the park there. So that's one that I look at a little bit. And it's, yes, it definitely makes them better. I don't know that it changes their outlook in the AFC. I'm with Natty there. And it definitely puts them in a little bit more of a bind from a contractual and salary cap standpoint going forward here, especially since they want to keep that franchise tag free for Lamar Jackson in case they have to use it again. So they have to pay Roquan Smith that they want to keep him next year. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens have kind of been a bite at the Apple team. You know, they love their compensatory picks. They're probably one of the teams that values them the most. They like as many bites at the Apple as they can. And they've got some interesting prospects doing that. I mean, look at their <laughs> their 2022 draft. Isaiah Likely is one of those guys. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting to remove all of your leverage on mm. your franchise quarterback and give a second-round pick in doing so. Um, kind of surprising honestly and like i mean yeah i don't think roquan smith's the biggest needle mover i don't think very many linebackers are a needle mover um period i mean fred warner and that's it yeah. <laughs> I, I mean the list I'm, isn't long yeah it's not right, long yeah you've been so. darius leonard there for a while and i same issue though with darius leonard i don't think that he changes i don't think he allows you to do stuff defensively that you couldn't do without him same thing with Roquan Smith. These are very good players. I just don't think they allow you to do anything differently defensively than you did before, which is the whole reason that linebackers aren't that valuable in today's day and age of football is if I can just take any athletic guy and just plop him in there. Yeah, some guys will be better than others, but when it doesn't allow you to run a different scheme, well, what's kind of the difference there, right? Yeah. So Roquan Smith I is good he's a good player yeah. he's a very good player if you drafted him and he's on your team you love him if the bears signed him to a long-term deal you're like yeah okay maybe i wouldn't do it but i understand it and then now you're trading a second and a fifth and then going to pay him i don't i, I, don't, I mean Ch chuck clark is still gonna have to cover travis kelsey after this move period yeah. I, I, you're you're not you're not lining up and putting a linebacker on travis kelsey your problems still exist in the middle of the field like it, it doesn't measurably change the way that offenses attack you it's not like everybody's lining up it's like i'm gonna take advantage of the ravens run defense no it's still going to be through the air they still have to play the Bengals. The, you know the, the Bengals are still going to beat them up over the middle of the field you know the, well i have breaking news uh Joe Burrow is averaging 4.4 yards per attempt, has a fumble and an interception without Jamar Chase fade ball, uh, spam, without spamming that. Sorry. I just, I, gotta, I was going to be petty. Take, I was going to be petty take anyway. The shots. Gotta yeah. take the shots. Some people had the audacity to call uh, Joe Burrow Patrick Mahomes. It's not even close. Oh, Anyways, please continue, Craig. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I, but that's my point. Like, I don't, I don't know that that one changes things so measurably i understand why they made it because they didn't trust they didn't like their mind like mike linebackers at all like i get it you look at you evaluate that room for long enough and you're just like hey we need somebody that could step in here and call our defense and roquan can do that he definitely can't so they did get better i just don't know it 
that's one of those I'm looking at the assets and the contract that's coming and I'm going, uh, I'm not sure that that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, I oh, agree. Um, you look like you're jumping. Go ahead, Matthew. I had nothing more on the Ravens. I was just going to move us on to other teams, but if you want to get back to everybody. It. Oh, just, where do you want to go, Maddie? Okay, you, the, we're just looking at the other teams that um like are getting a lot of the trade rumors right now, right? And Packers, Giants, Rams, they don't, I mean, they're NFC teams. Like, yeah, the Chiefs might, you know, see them at some point in time. They, I guess they do technically play the Rams still, but, um, you know, we don't care as much about them. The Bills, however, the Bills are in a lot of trade rumors for, and then they, there's also their part of the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. Honestly, they're probably the favorite to win that as they should be if you're him, I guess, right? And you're looking at the, the landscape of the NFL. They've been linked a little bit to Kareem Hunt. They've been linked a little bit to asking about Alvin Kamara. They were apparently mildly interested in Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if they were ever as close because it seems like the asking price got pretty steep pretty quick for him. Mm-hmm. But like they're at least looking around to see. It's like, are, is there any move the Bills could make that would make you more nervous to play them than you than they are than you already are? Or do you think there's not really anything they could do that would move the needle one way or the other for you guys? I think Odell gives them a little bit more if he's healthy, obviously gives them a little more consistent presence on the outside. I mean, I know us as Chiefs fans sit and watch Gabe Davis and we're like, Hey man, keep that guy away from me. I don't, I don't want to see him anymore because he just kind of dominates the Chiefs corners, but Odell gives them a more consistent presence. Odell and Stefan Diggs scares me. It really does. And I, the running back stuff, I get why they're sniffing around them. You know, that stable that they have isn't very good, but like they're, they're not, they're not running. They've already run the ball. They've run the ball for over a hundred yards in every single game this season. You know, it, it, it makes them better, but it's not one of those that like terrifies me to any means. But I, I do think Maddie bringing this up, the bills are linked to a lot of these guys and they've been linked to some pass rushers too, which is also a little bit scary to me because they blitz the least in the NFL and they have the NFL's like number two pressure rate. Like it, they're, they're already terrifying from a pass rusher standpoint, but you look at that and I know we as chief fans are, Oh, the trade deadline's coming. Let's, let's see if they make a move. Let's see if they make a move. And a lot of people, Hey, you know, back off, you know, that you don't need to make a move. It's not the way that you're going about it. Buffalo's looking at it the same way, but there, there are three good teams in the NFL right now. It's the Eagles. It's the bills. It's the chiefs. <laughs> And any one of those teams, the Eagles just made the move for Robert Quinn, like a good move there. That's more of an all in this year move. These three teams are looking for that final leg up on the other. That's not to say that they can't beat them without whatever move this is. But those three teams are now looking at this and going, hey, listen, we are one of the elites elite. And again, any given Sunday in the playoffs, whatever. But we are one of the elites elite. Let's reduce the margin of error. Let's bring in another guy that can move the needle just a little bit more to pip these other two teams that we're in the constant conversation with and try and get ourselves over the line for this year. So I think it's very interesting. The Bills are constantly tied with it. The Eagles are constantly tied with it. And the Chiefs, their name keeps getting thrown in the hat as well. And I think it's for that very reason. You're just trying to be one the one of those three teams to get over the line. Well, and like, you know, Adele scares me to the bills a little bit but i mean i think that game that's probably going to be in buffalo at this point kind of still just hinges on like (laughs) you know if josh allen makes those you know two or three mistakes that he makes i mean he did against the packers last week like it's just gonna i mean it's 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 a it's an arms race but it's also like it's it's a quarterback driven game and so 
yes, Odell Beckham helps in a lot of ways, but like, I mean, Josh Allen's been prone to some mistakes and Mahomes has made some mistakes in those games. So it's like, it's just a matter of like, which one of those, like uh, margin for error is the quarterback battle in a lot of ways. Like I'm not it, trying to say that it's yeah. boiled down simplistically to just that, but at the same time, it kind of feels like, and it kind of has felt like, it's just like, it's these two great quarterbacks going up against each other. They both figure out ways to put points on the board. It becomes a, you know, it becomes a battle. And then one of them makes a mistake or one of them does it. Uh, that kind of just, you know, feels like, you know, uh, kind of like the trend that we've seen the last two, uh, last few times from these teams. Um, really quick, Matthew, uh, Matt, you might start noticing there are strange tall boys of beers uh in the bottled water section of your local stores well it's not beer it's actually mountain spring water from the alps and it's called liquid death you don't have to go get an employee to tell them that they've mislabeled something uh it's it's actually water and it's it's called liquid death why is it called liquid death well because it will brutally murder your thirst and they're infinitely recyclable tall boys uh, are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic solution. Go get liquid death at your local Target, Walmart, or 7-Eleven, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. That's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Yes, you could probably even find it in Carolina. Uh, Matt, is there anything about other teams you wanted to talk about before we move on? Oh. I actually, I wanted to, I wanted to push back on the Bills. Um, I don't care if they get Odell Beckham Jr. for the same reason that I don't think it mattered if the Chiefs did. Um, wh- what's the reasonable level of improvement he gives this team? Like, yes, he's more consistent, but we're talking one, maybe two third downs a game that's not going to mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, or Josh Allen's legs as is. Like, at most, he's going to significantly and not even seemingly just improve their play on just these couple downs, right? Like that team's already so good. They have two wide receivers that can win one-on-ones. <laughs> they have a tight end that can win one-on-one. They have a unicorn quarterback that can then just make none of this matter. If those guys are covered, like at best Odell Beckham jr. Is going to be like this third, fourth, fifth option on any given play. And how often is Josh Allen? I'm not saying he doesn't, this isn't a knock on him, but how often is Josh Allen really digging that deep into his progression before the man's just running off the truck, somebody or make a wild throw, you know, freelancing off platform. Same reason why I didn't think the chiefs should be banking on him. You're going to slap him on the backside of three by one and maybe throw the ball to him three times in an entire game. And the rest of us just going to be Mahomes making broken plays. Like they can do that without him. I feel the same way with the bills. However, if they go get an Alvin Kamara or a Kareem Hunt, I know it's not a lot. They still get, Devin Singletary still gets 10 carries a game. Devin Singletary still gets four, five targets a game. Those 15 touches or potential touches for Alvin Kamara go a lot farther than they do for Devin Singletary. You want to talk about a defense having to adjust what they do? You put Alvin Kamara on that team, you don't get to just say, okay, we're going to let Alvin Kamara beat us. Like you don't get to just walk into the game and say that because he very much will. Now, I think trading for Alvin Kamara, paying him, you're making a completely all-in move right now. Like that is (laughs) entirely all-in right now, but that makes them significant. That makes them a lot scarier than Odell Beckham Jr. does because he matters. He changes how the Chiefs play defense against that team. And I do do think that there is... (laughs) The the thing that we don't talk enough about is the sense of urgency that everybody not the Chiefs has Mm -hmm. because (laughs) the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl. 
Like we've we already done it already. We pretend like the Bills have won a Super Bowl already. Like they're Poor still guys. on the upscale. Like the the contract isn't expensive. I mean, Mahomes' contract isn't overly expensive yet either. But it's it's more so for some of these teams, like the Ravens and and the Bills. Like even if they get a, agreement with Josh uh, or with uh, Lamar Jackson, it's not getting expensive for a while. So I mean, <laughs> these teams haven't done anything yet. <laughs> So that's sure. like they're all desperate to try to do something finally. The Chiefs have. Yeah. Well, that's why you see the Eagles making the moves that they are. They're, the the window's open. Like, and you got to hit it. You got to hit that window right there because I think teams look at this and we see, I mean, the Von Miller move in a vacuum is an all-in move. It really is. And now he's obviously been awesome. Don't I'm not trying to say that he won't be awesome next year for them as well but it's definitely a we have to win right now move and we have to move the needle in our favor right now with that guy because they're looking at what Kansas City's doing they're looking at the landscape and they're going ah damn it like chiefs got younger chiefs are accumulating talent chiefs are trying to build something a little bit different we got to try and maximize it right now because if we don't do it this year chiefs are going to hang around and I've, I've already said it, the, the NFL lets this team, this Kansas City team, get to the AFC Championship game, game again. It's over. It doesn't matter if they win it. It's over. Like it, it, Because they shouldn't be. This is supposed to be the year that it doesn't happen that way. And it's looking so far so good for the Kansas City Chiefs. So you, you definitely feel that urgency. You definitely feel that we, we have to do it right this very minute. We have to be able to convert and maximize this because if we don't, Teams like the Chiefs, they're just sitting there right now and going, hey, we're, we're hitting the mini rebuild mode right now, and we're still good. So good luck hanging with us for the foreseeable future there. So yeah, it does. It definitely puts that pressure on them. It's why you see moves like Von Miller. It's why you see the moves that they've made. And it would be why they would move for Alvin Kamara. Although please, please, please give up a lot for Alvin Kamara, please. all of it, like all, all of it. Like, I mean, at this point, like if, if the rumors are true, you know, the Eagles called about Alvin Kamara and, and the saints apparently said something to the effect of, well, you can give us back the pick that, that we gave, you know, <laughs> we gave you for moving up and the Eagles went, are you kidding me? That's like That's a top cute. five pick right now. No. Yeah. So, I mean, they if can, they're, they can <laughs> trade back and get Bajan Robinson. I, right. Exactly. It's one of those that you look at and it's like, uh, if they, if they really aren't cool with moving off of that dude and the bills really want him by all means, like give up extra assets for that guy, even though it makes him more dangerous, give up extra assets for him. Joe Burrow has been shut out in the first half of this game, what? by the way. Um, do you remember, remember, I, is it too early to laugh at the AFC West just a little bit? Uh, it's yeah, a different podcast. It's a different okay. podcast. They, they, a different spent, podcast. they just spent a lot of money to still be behind the Chiefs seven games. Yeah, in. I mean, one guy's playing with like no rib cartilage. The one That's team true. that was actually going to be able to challenge them is like their quarterbacks playing with no rib cartilage. I have and, takes. And I still, I have takes about again. that. Go figure. Yeah, <laughs> they they spent a bajillion dollars on J.C. Jackson, and how'd that go? They yeah, rushed uh, him back to to play in their Super Bowl, and it clearly has not been that clearly to go well. I I feel bad for the guy that he's still hurt, and I know that he approved to play, but like that was one of the silliest things I've ever seen was him having that surgery, not getting to practice at all, and then pushing him out there on the field to get burned by Justin Watson. <laughs> Be terrible all year until he got hurt again, probably trying to compensate for a foot that was never healed. 
Hey, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching. A lot of you are watching right now. Please, that helps us grow the channel, especially since we're about to talk specifically about your Kansas City Chiefs and their outlook at the deadline. This could age terribly in like 19 hours. Who cares? Uh, Let's talk about some potential moves. Um, There's a lot of of top-tier edge rushers that seem to be available. Bradley Chubb in Denver. Mm -hmm. Joshua Allen, uh, the quarterback out of Buffalo. I'm sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars edge. Brian Burns, uh, Carolina. Um, I, I would love like any of them. <laughs> any of them. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Here, let me, let me jump in here real quick. Albert Breer, his article today said worth reiterating that the big pass rushers Brian Burns, Bradley Chubb, Josh Allen, the ones worth watching before Tuesday's 4 p.m. Eastern cutoff, Rams who made a monster quarterback level offer for Brian Burns. Again, remember the Rams do not have first round picks 2024 for 2024 and a 2025 first round pick. It yeah, was that's, two uh, that's future future first round picks. Super devalued picks at this point. Our one team in that mix, I'd put the Chiefs, Ravens and Titans in there with them. Albert Breer specifically calling out the Chiefs in one of those moves. I think that's very, very interesting, especially since none of those teams appeared like they're going to be doing much of anything this year. And at this point, if those organizations are looking for the future, I could see how all three, Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, are in full sell mode. Denver, not so much to Kansas City, but you know, <laughs> we 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 we're not going to sit here and talk too much about Bradley Chubb. But Maddie, the other two guys, I mean, at this point, okay. crushing losses for both of those teams this past weekend. Like at this point, they got to be looking at things and saying, "Hey, uh, maybe we sell." I feel like yeah, neither team has to have much belief they're going a lot of places this year. I could see the Jaguars maybe holding on hope because the AFC South is that bad. They, if as long as you keep to win, winning within your division though, like that's all that's really going to matter for them. So like I could see them holding on a little bit of hope. That said, there's been plenty of rumors that they don't have a lot of interest in extending Josh Allen. I think that's the big part there. If they keep like not keep or not trading him away, not collecting assets for a guy they don't plan on keeping isn't necessarily an all in move, but it definitely says like you anticipate competing this year. And I don't know how they can look at their team the way the year is going and think that they are actively going to compete and make waves this year. It makes a lot of sense for them to at least see what is available for Josh Allen out there. Because again, if they don't have any interest in keeping him beyond this year, like why not do it now? Why make him run it out? Yes, they could trade him before the draft in the offseason. Don't get me wrong, that's an option. But you might get better value right now than you will in the offseason. Or you might not. You don't know. It's just he seems the most likely of this bunch to end up a chief. Obviously, Bradley Chubb won't. Obviously, that that one's not going to happen. Brian Burns, I think, got a lot trickier to trade for as soon as they fired Matt Rule and Phil Snow. Like Once those two were out, I think Brian Burns' attitude and a lot of Panthers players' attitudes changed for the better. And I think that made it a lot harder or it's a lot easier for them to say no and carry on with him. That's just my read on the situation there though. Real well, quick, real quick. Want to throw this out there. Josh Allen is under contract next year for the Jaguars. Yeah, fifth year option. They, they did pick up his fifth year option. So he does have another year in Jacksonville. If they want to keep him. Hit, Proceed. Hit the, Kent. Oh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching, we picked a few people up while we're watching here. We're, we're talking about the pass rushers. 
Because I think if you're looking at the Chiefs, like that's priority 1A. If you're a Chiefs fan, <laughs> you're looking at the four-man pass rush. You're looking at ways to improve that. And Josh Allen from, from Jacksonville is the guy I think I agree 100% makes the most sense, especially when you consider the connection to Joe Colon, who was the um, – it was either defensive line coach last year or was he defensive coordinator? Defensive coordinator. He's a defensive, defensive coordinator. coordinator. Last year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's well familiar with Josh Allen. Um, and Josh, he's a good player. I mean, he's a really good player. Yeah, I, I believe he fits all the thresholds uh, of a C. Spagnola defensive end, if I'm remembering correctly. He has the density, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly as well. Matthew? Keep filibustering. We'll get to keep filling. No, keep going. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't know if I have that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, Brian Burns has always been on the lighter side. Uh Bradley Chubb's not coming to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, Bradley Chubb's a good player, but just not. No, the Denver yeah. Denver's not going to do that at this point. Uh, some other dudes. Uh, we a lot of people mentioning Josh Allen does sweat. fit. By the way, I, yeah, he I, does fit. Pretty, I think he's two six. Is he two sixty? That's what he, yeah, that was the mock that, but, yeah. uh, on his combine. Six five, two sixty, uh, thirty three and a half inch arms. Yeah, that checks all three. I mean, uh, talking about Montez Sweat. Coming out of Washington, another guy, mm -hmm. uh, that Washington defensive line, we mentioned Deron Payne earlier, that Washington defensive line, something's got to give there. They got too many guys. They're not going to pay them all. They got Chase Young coming up here. I know somebody had mentioned in the chat, you know, hey, they're also a terrible football team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, also a terrible football team. <laughs> so Something, something's the latest give. report from Washington was they didn't have any interest. This is this is from uh, Jordan yeah. Schultz, uh, was that they didn't have any interest of moving Deron Payne. Uh, they did not want to deal him. You know, take it with a grain of salt. That could yeah. mean what anything. Um, going to the other side, Montez Sweat, and especially Chase Young, there's been just rumblings that maybe they don't love either's development. I think the rumblings are a little bit louder with uh, Chase Young because he hasn't been as healthy. But I also don't think that Montez Sweat has quite come on as strong as they, they have hoped. If they plan on keeping Deron Payne, they're already paying Jonathan Allen sweats the logical guy's got to go you can't sure. really pay him and be ready to pay chase young and pay deron Payne all on the defensive line so yeah washington football team washington commanders commodores whatever they're going by now is definitely a team to to you know, keep your eye on because they have I mean, essentially any of their Why four defensive it? linemen are worth <laughs> no, coming I, over to kansas city i mean sweat sweat's probably not probably sweat's definitely cheaper than a josh allen brian burns definitely like he doesn't have the you think resume. he's that much cheaper than josh allen huh Montez Sweat? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Ooh, okay. I mean, uh, I, I think I think that Allen's a little bendier. I think Allen was a, a higher regarded prospect. I think that, you know, people can look right. at that Jacksonville team and be like, hey, man, like, there, there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Montez Sweat is playing with studs all across that defensive line. He, is. he really is. Like, he he's catching one-on-ones all the time. Like, he's not the primary focus of anybody's pass rush, and he's been fine. Fine to good. I, I don't want to. I don't want to undervalue what Montez Sweat is. I think that Allen's just done a little more with you know the the pieces around him than maybe Montez Sweat has. So I think that he'll be a little bit devalued. I will say this: Montez Sweat that contract's going to be expensive too. Like I'm not sure how happy I would be with 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 that kind of move. He certainly fits Bagnola's thresholds. The length, obviously. I mean the the density, obviously the explosion. It's all there. But there's a lot of things I think that I'd like to see before the Chiefs would make a big move like that. I, I'm not sure that he moves the needle 
in a super big way. He certainly does just along that defensive line, but in a super big way. Their production's wildly similar. Just Montez Sweat and Josh uh, oh, Allen throughout yeah. their career, wildly mm-hmm. similar. The biggest difference is Montez Sweat gets a lot more pressures, but that probably also goes on playing with the better defense, mm-hmm. better options. But yeah, so I just I think those two are probably both in a tier below Brian Burns, just in terms of asking price. I mean, one, they're both a little a couple years older, actually. I think both are about a year and a half to two years older than Brian Burns. I don't think either are as good as him. So yeah, Brian Burns is definitely the guy getting the most of this group. And we've inserted Montez Sweat in there on our own just because it makes sense from that draft class. Um, But yeah, Josh Allen, Montez Sweat, guys to keep eyes on. Any other defensive linemen out there that have jumped out to you? Can't they, like, maybe not as highly regarded or just as highly regarded that you think the Chiefs could be interested in? Yeah, but like, it's not, like, it's, how, how do you define moving the needle? You know, like, would they play? Would they get reps as a pass rusher over Mike Dana? Are they a better pass rusher right now than George Karloftis or Colin Saunders? I mean, that I mean, matters. You know, like <laughs> you could look at an Arden Key as a, a guy with Jacksonville. I, I don't know if we talked about Have we talked about E2 or Gross Motos, Motos at all? Like from, from Carolina, he's nope. not been particularly good. But <laughs> just as a reclamation project slash rotational depth, like – you could throw him into a rotation along your defensive line. So like those are a couple other guys I'd, I'd take a look at, but like, I, I, I think this actually kind of brings something up. It's like, <laughs> you know, we, I'm sorry again for the cough, but we look at like, we talk about the cheese draft capital, probably not trading their first round pick. <clears throat> like that's probably not happening because you know, the way Brett Veach ex- explained what <laughs> Clark Hunt said, he wants to make a pick. <laughs> in the first round when the draft is in Kansas city. I get it. Probably takes you out of the Brown burn sweepstake. Anyway, maybe takes you out of the Josh Allen sweepstakes. We'll see. But I think that tier or below is what you're looking at. And so I'd like to see some kind of improvement in some capacity, be it tier below Brian Burns when it comes to a Josh Allen or someone like a Arden key, like one of those Jacksonville pass rushers would make a lot of sense for this team. I do I, I do think, I, yeah, Angel Angel R here, Maddie. Were you gonna were you gonna get on that? Yeah, I was just yeah, I was gonna answer that Go question. Ahead. First time listener, um, do the Chiefs have to restructure someone's contract in order to to make a trade? Depends on the contract of the player, but most of the guys that we are talking about right now, a lot of them are still on rookie deals, or I think some of these other guys will be on deals that will be low enough that they would have already been paid enough this year from their original team that they will fit under whatever the Chiefs have left. So just about anybody still coming off a rookie deal, even though their fifth year options coming up next year. So your sweats, your Josh Allen's, Brian Burns, they have the cap space to add them right now. Same with an Arden key, a Utah gross models. I don't, the only guy, nope. I don't think we've mentioned anybody. I think that would go over that so far based on the contracts there. That's just, I did want to mention that real quick. And again, that comes in line with what I was saying earlier. Brett Veach isn't just making a move for anybody. Like we, we talked a little bit about the Robert Quinn move. I don't know that that was really, on on the radar for for the kind of assets that were given up for it again you know the values there sure you you make a move like that but i think with everything that he's built this year and all the things that he's doing and even the Kadarius tony move that is a future move he's got three and a half years left on his rookie deal they want guys that are going to be here for a little while and if you're giving up a major assets you need a major asset you need a guy that is going to be here 
for a little while. That's not going to be a 28-year-old guy, 29-year-old guy. They're going to be looking for somebody that's on a rookie deal that can come in and fit under the cap this year without having to make any additional moves. They still could, but without having to make any additional moves and then turn around and get ready to either play them on the fifth-year contract or figure out a way to play, you know, to pay them long-term. That's the only way I see the Chiefs making a move. Really the only way that I see them making a move before the deadline there. So that largely means it's probably going to be a big move <laughs> if there is one to be made that's not a trade away of a Ronald Jones or you know one of these other players that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, over the past few years, you know, since the Super Bowl in 2019, uh, they traded for their big, they acquired Terrell Suggs. I don't remember. That was a trade or a sign. I can't remember. That was, that was a cut. He was cut. cut and, and signed. Uh, yeah, that Terrell feels Suggs. like 10 years ago. And then last year, they trade for Melvin Ingram. So both times they traded for veteran pass rushers on the defensive end to come in and essentially be rotational guys, but also provide, I think, a little bit of a leadership type mentality of, you know, we know how to do this. They already did that, I think, with Carlos Dunlap. He fits that mold already. So I'm I'm with Craig. I don't know if they're looking for just a veteran defensive end that can maybe rush the passer just a little bit, but then is just kind of there to help bring that mentality and intensity because they already have guys that they've brought on board to kind of just do that. I think if the Chiefs are to make a move, it is probably looking to something a little bit more long-term because, I mean, here's the, here's the secret sauce. The Chiefs are to acquire a defensive end that's going to matter. They're going to have to trade or pay someone anyway. And the odds mm -hmm. of a guy that's worth, you know, what we're talking about here, that's worth being this top end defensive end, you they don't hit free agency. Like we're looking at Bradley Chubb hitting free agency. Are you ready to pay Bradley Chubb what your people are going to be paying the Bosa's <sighs> and Miles Garrett? Like he's going to be just tucked up under underneath them. That's not that's not a payday I want to make. And those are the kind that's the level of pass rusher that hits the open market or. It's veterans like Chandler Jones and Von Miller. And guess what? They already at their veteran, at their ages, were priced out of what the Chiefs wanted to pay for that age. So for the Chiefs to acquire a defensive end that is a game changer that matters, they are going to have to make a trade, whether that's up in the draft to choose one because they don't last to pick 30, or you're going to have to trade for a player. Like that's what makes, I think, this year specifically because the rumors have been cooking up so strong seem more likely than maybe some years past that they might go for that route. Well, and I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the the options mm -hmm. for Josh Allen and Montez Sweat, <laughs> and next you know the the 2023 option for Josh Allen is 11 and a half million, and <laughs> the option for Montez Sweat's 10 and a half. Yeah, manageable, and they're gonna have to spend that much on the pass rush anyway. They're gonna have to invest in free agency. That's like the advocacy for grabbing one now. It's just a matter of, of, of draft capital. Can you come to it an is. agreement on draft capital? Like that's ultimately the question. You don't want to overpay. Don't make a move just to make a move. You know, <laughs> that's don't, don't sell out just for anything. And before we get out of here, Albert Breer did a uh, Q&A at halftime of the Monday night football game here and said uh, the pass rush is and has been the Chiefs' main priority. They talked to the Jags about Josh Allen it did not get far, but it is not dead. So there you mm. go. <laughs> That's interesting. We will be waiting on bated breath for the next 19 hours, depending on whenever you're listening to this. Three o'clock central time uh, for the Chiefs to make a move. Uh, very fascinating to see if anything happens. There's there's some logical 
um, solutions to the Chiefs needs and we'll be paying attention. Thank you everybody for watching. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Joe Burrow stinks without Jamar Chase. We'll catch you later. Get ready for Arden Key for conditional sixth. <laughs>